Welcome to Light Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today by Mr. Charles. I, w- I waited for my last it, name again. Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird to have Charles when I just say Mr. Charles. Also, when you when you called me up uh, for my room, yeah, uh-huh. it's that you had this lilt about you, like you were wearing like a big hoop Charles? skirt and had like a hanky in your hand. I like, was very annoying about it, asking me to come back from the <laughs> war. <laughs> Yes, that would have been our roles during the war. I <laughs> no. would be asking you to come back for more. No, I would have been the lady in the hoop skirt, and you would have been at war. <laughs> Probably true. <laughs> Probably true, and everyone would have been like, there they go, it. that weird pair, <laughs> and that would have been us. Oh, uh, that'd be a little... Is that a little Mulani, I guess? Mulan? Yeah, yeah. she went if, off to war. Sure, sure. I was obviously picturing a Mulan type of situation. But with a hoop skirt. But with a hoop skirt and me. So like a bad version of Mulan. <laughs> oh. Like a version that everyone's like, this is not good and it makes me sad. So in li- if like with the new live action one coming up, if they would have cast Emma Stone <laughs> exactly. as Mulan. I would Emma Stone all over the place <laughs> and just ruin everybody's good time. Oh. Uh, stop whitewashing, everyone. Who am I talking to? Who's the other hey, one? welcome to Light Trees and News. Uh, this is a show in which we talk about pop culture, politics. Uh, we, we give you some bad news, but then don't worry. We end with good news. And we're a 100% listener-supported show. That means you won't hear any ads on this podcast. Isn't that cool? But uh, the only way we're able to do that is if you go to lighttreason.news and smash that donate button. <laughs> For as little as $5 a month, you can keep us going. Also, I have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Allison Kilkenny. I wanted to thank my newest supporter over there, Ashley. Ashley just signed up uh, for a dollar a month, which is awesome. Woo! And she gets access to almost all of my writing, the Window podcast. But the Window. The Window. If you want to sign up at $5 a month, you get to send questions. That will answer on Light Trees and News. Uh, $10 a month, you get to do the online hangouts with us, which are always very fun. I got a Patreon question for you and Chris. Should really? I save it for when you and Chris are on? Um, what's Well, what's the subject? Okay. And I will well, it's you know. horror. Oh. Uh, which is yeah, why they yeah. sent it. Let's wait for Chris. Okay, yeah. okay fair. <laughs> very generous of you. Um, I, As much as I would like to steal his spotlight, uh-huh. uh, I would be murdered. <laughs> Fair. So we'll just uh, keep that in the old pocket. I have my own podcast with him to take attention from him. Sure. Sure. Fair. (laughs) Very fair. Very adult. Uh, Cool. So while we're in the pop culture section, I we got to talk about Aretha Franklin. Mm -hmm. She died uh, at 76. And um, obviously she was a a musical genius. Mm -hmm. I was tweeting about I'll never forget. I was watching I think it was like the 1998 Grammys and uh, Pavarotti was supposed to sing. It was like the big calm, like the 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 like last performance of the night. And he canceled on them like super last minute because uh, he got sick. And it's like, you know, shit happens. You, you can't really sing opera if you have a throat infection. No. So they get Aretha Franklin. Cool. The Grammys tell Aretha Franklin, you can sing any one of your numerous hits, and that would be awesome. Aretha Franklin goes, no, that's okay. I'll sing Nessun Dorma, which is Pavarotti's song. Oh, wow. It is. I don't know this performance. Oh, my God. I'll show it to you. I would play it on this show, but I'm pretty sure it would violate copyright Probably. stuff, and we get taken down. But guys, just Google or go to my Twitter at Allison Kilkenny, and I tweeted a link to an independent article, and they have a clip of the performance. Okay. All I remembered from it was that Aretha Franklin absolutely murders the song. Oh, like, I'm sure. Unreal. And Celine Dion is in the audience and is freaking out because she, <laughs> like, as a vocalist, yeah. understands like what an amazing thing she's witnessing, mm-hmm. and she's Celine Dion, so she's like batty anyway. But like. <laughs> She's like losing her fucking mind. It was, is one of the craziest performances I've ever seen. Well, I like it's one that she either knew it or learned it that quickly is my theory. What I would put my money on is that she already knew it because her and Pavarotti were good friends. Okay. So I think she was a legit fan of his. She probably listens to opera. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, but so she's singing opera in a different language and 
just murdering it. Mm-hmm. Like top shelf opera, no problem. So I tweeted, you know, like, I think if a lot of opera singers sang Motown, it would be cringy at Ooh, best. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that she could just like breeze in and destroy Nessendormo mm-hmm. is like, she's the greatest of all time. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Um, and then, of course, there's other aspects of her legacy as well. The fact that she offered to post bail for Angela Davis. Um, How did I know that? I think That's a lot cool. of people don't know Aretha Franklin was also like hella political. Hmm. And the fact that she stood to risk so much mm, mm-hmm. when she was standing up for these things. Just a, a boss lady all around. My favorite, um, I mean, besides the the performance um, of Natural Woman that she sang for the Obamas. Oh, and Obama cried. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that one's, pretty much everyone knows that. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, right before you, she like transitioned into like, her later years and started being just very polite to everyone. My favorite thing used to be um, rarely when another artist was singing her song and she'd be in the audience and she'd just be like, okay. All right. I see, All right. I see where you're going with this, mm-hmm. but it's also not me. Right. So that's um, a problem. There are very few that she was like, here we go. I think I st- I've seen her in the audience for Beyonce singing one of her songs and she was like, yes, into yes, it, into yes. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, my favorite, people were just posting GIFs of her and she, I mean, has contributed priceless artifacts to our, our the world of GIFs, <laughs> but the one where she walks on stage and she's got the fur coat on and she just throws, throws it, it up. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Listen, I know we have a lot of vegans listening to the show. I'm vegan. I know fur coats aren't good, but. Um, or the, the interview where the person was asking her about different current artists and they mentioned Taylor Swift. <laughs> Wait, what did she do? I don't well, remember. She, well, she, they're like, oh, I'm going to throw some names at you and you tell me the first thing that comes to mind and they start mentioning other artists and she's like, oh, beautiful vocalist, great lyrics. Oh, her, the, her range is insane. And they say Taylor Swift and she goes, beautiful gowns. <laughs> beautiful gowns. Well said. Well said. <laughs> and Taylor that was Swift, after, beautiful gowns. I, I, that was closer to her later years when she started being a little bit more polite to ladies who weren't quite on her level yes of course i mean and who was right no, but almost no one no one <laughs> I, I don't think we have i mean as much as like beyonce's a goddess i like just the the range and scope of her career the different genres she tackled the power of her vocals no one there's no I mean, one also the like her just daring to be like a larger black woman who was a performer on television on during a time when twiggy uh, yeah, when people were still super racist and there was like the civil rights movement happening. Yeah, yeah. She was like, fuck it, I'm going to, this is how I look. Yeah, her father was also um, a, a pastor who was like good friends with Martin Luther King Jr. So the fact that she stood up for Angela Davis, mm. her her dad was not happy about that. But she was like, hey, uh, I support all black people mm-hmm. and I'm supporting her. And she, again, it was like a really brave thing to do at that time. And uh, yeah, so that's what I wanted to say about Aretha Franklin. I wanted to ask you if you have any new viewing, listening. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you already laughing? Um, Because, uh, I mean, I won't go into it super. Uh, We were talking about it a little Uh, while ago. But uh, Chris and I, for our podcast, Dirty Little Horror, uh, went and watched Slender Man and, oh boy. Uh, was it so good? Jeez. Is this an anti-Rick? Uh, yes. Okay. <clears throat> uh, uh, I won't say that it is the worst horror movie I've seen. Okay. I've definitely seen worse. Um, Joey King, again, if you're familiar with her work, is doing incredible like things with nothing. But that's pretty much it. Okay. It's a horror movie that is not scary. Boo. Which sucks. Yeah, I well, you just piqued my curiosity. What is the worst horror film you've ever seen? Oh God, um, there's so many. The other day, I just uh, with my friend Frank watched Jeepers Creepers three. Oh, <laughs> that which is something that I had anticipated for a while um, because I liked the first two. The second one's garbage, but it's very Wait, like homoerotic. It's where the guy um, he has a truck and the license plate says they think it says beating you, but it means be eating you, and like every. <laughs> Every 23 years, <laughs> this creature comes back and he just harvests body parts from people. What? Yeah. Part of it is I based... I completely miss this franchise. Part of it is based on um, an unsolved mystery from the 80s or the early 90s um, where these people were driving past an abandoned school or church or something and they saw a guy 
with a body and a sheet and then circled back and he was gone. That's how the movie opens. Wow. Um, well, that's but it's not scary. A, but it's not a dude. It's a weird creature. <laughs> okay. So you would recommend the first two Jeepers Creepers. I, re- I recommend the first one because I think it's legitimately good. I okay. recommend the second one because it's not as good, but it's very homoerotic. Okay. Great. <laughs> and the third one, it's weird because like there, there was one, there's a couple portions of it where I'm like, oh, I like, I like what they're doing or I like how, like the acting in it. But for the most part, and the, the same director directed all three of them. I'm just like, oh, you can definitely tell you have a much smaller budget now. Sure. Sure, um, sure, sure. But yeah, Slender Man. Not, no bueno. Eek. Um, okay. Wait for Netflix. Yeah. But Chris and I on, on our podcast go into it very in depth. We also mentioned the, the case in um, Wisconsin, Michigan, Wisconsin. Uh, which case? The real, the Slenderman case. Oh, yeah. I forget what state that was. We, I think it's Michigan or Wisconsin. I looked it up last night and I've completely forgotten now. Right. But we have a, an oddly serious, um, talk about mental health in the beginning of the episode. Oh, no, that's good. I, I don't think you can talk about Slenderman without talking about mental health. No. Um, but yeah, I, you know, if you don't go see horror movies a lot, and you just are going to go see one. Go see Hereditary. Yeah, go see Hereditary. Hereditary is actually good and very scary. And Tony Collette should get nominated for an Oscar, and she won't. No, <laughs> she won't. And it's going to be horrible. I will protest. <laughs> one man protest. Mm-hmm. Oh no, Chris will join me. Okay, cool, you cool, should cool. too. I will. <laughs> I will. They'll um, be like, there are those three go. I'm protesting very, the Oscars. I'm very excited for. There were obviously a bunch of horror movie um, trailers in the beginning, um, but the new Halloween reboot yes. i'm very excited about which i was very upset about at first but now that i've learned more about it i'm excited um but Slenderman um gave me at least in the very beginning a little bit of like the craft vibe Ooh, okay because all these girls they're, they're actresses so they're pretty but they're not like they're all different but not like not they're not like a cheerleader and a goth and a you know people who would never hang out with each other they're they're friends and they yeah. all have different personalities so that was one interesting thing that they did they made them all different enough but close enough that they were friends okay. which was makes interesting sense. makes yeah. sense yeah you're right like the craft you bought those four weirdos would hang out with yeah. each other and yeah these are four weirdos yeah yeah and they are respectful enough in regards to the case that they like these girls aren't stabbing each other in the woods Sure. It's not that similar. Thankfully. Yeah. I'm sure also the studio had to legally make it different from what actually happened or they would have been facing a lawsuit. I'm and rightfully so. Yeah. Uh so Slender Man, very good. Boo. <laughs> yeah, not good. I should wait say. for Netflix. Um, anything else you're listening to or um Nicki Minaj. Yes. On the repeats. Great. Um I just downloaded a bunch of new music last night, and I don't remember what any of it was. Ugh, I made the mistake of downloading Kanye's new album. Eek. Well, you know how he's doing that thing over the summer where he's like, I'm putting out an album a week or something insane like that? I did not know that. It's not an album a week, but he basically had a backlog of all of these tracks he'd recorded. And he's mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to put out a bananas amount of albums, which is cool, but also everything I've heard has been really underwhelming Mm -hmm. and especially like i don't know the fact that it came out around nikki's album it's just glaringly obvious that kanye is not a good rapper like he's okay i guess but when you compare him to people like Nicki minaj or kendrick lamar it's like Mm -hmm. he's okay what always like made kanye stand out was like the artistry of his album yes um the, the production the production the art he writes a sick like beat and a sick hook. Like he really, really understands how to write pop music, um, pop rap, I guess. But yeah, everything's just been very like average. Hmm. And I'm not surprised. Yeah, uh, but Nikki, Nikki came in like fire, swinging. Yeah, and it's not what I expected from her at all because I'm I'm used to um, something like Anaconda or Super Bass. Sure like really hitting yeah or i'm used to like what were her more pop songs like bring the alarm Mm -hmm. or va va voom or when she was trying to do like more dancey pop music Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and this is just like a straight up rap album like it's (laughs) there's there's a few pop influences because you have to be a little bit she does sing she like sings like a a ballad or two i think um um did you see her on colbert 
I, I saw a small clip where uh, they switched jobs for a second, oh, no, but no, I no. didn't see the full interview. Okay, there was a clip that was going around. It's I think it's the beginning of the interview where, so they start joking because they show the cover art of her album and they have to like blur out her tits. Um, her nipples are covered. They're fine. I don't know. They, they wouldn't show her <laughs> boobs on All TV. Right. So Colbert's joking where he's like, I don't know how much of this we could actually show on TV. And then, so he's talking about the diss track that uh-huh. everybody's talking about, uh, Barbie Dreams on uh, the album. And asking about all the men that, you know, she's like rating sexually, basically. <laughs> and then Colbert goes, why aren't I on the track? <laughs> so then Nikki freestyles a filthy lyric about him. And he turns like bright red. Oh, and I have to look this up. Laughing so hard. The band loses it. Like it was so funny and good. And she's so quick, you know, like she's yeah. such a, like a funny, smart person. But yeah, you have to go find it. It's so funny. I will. It's it's stuff like that that makes me when people critique her and say that her uh, ex boyfriend wrote a lot of her early work. I'm bullshit. like bullshit. bullshit. That sexist bullshit. Yeah. I mean, he, he probably at most like maybe gave her a line here or there. Yeah. I mean, maybe when you write with other her. people, it's collaborative and you like give and take. But but I don't believe he wrote the majority. No, I of her don't work buy that for all. a second. Um. I'm going to have to find that clip. That sounds really exciting. It's really funny. It, like, I love when he actually breaks because those, <laughs> I hate watching talk shows because so much of the interviews are like canned Q&A, yeah. you know, like we've gone over these answers with your publicist. We know what story you're going to tell. And when they have like a real moment like that, mm-hmm. that's like improvised and Colbert actually responds <laughs> like he was surprised. It's so great. So any other recommendations? Um, I, if we're talking about music, I don't have a recommendation for something that's out. I have a recommendation for something I'm excited about that yeah, is coming. Sure. The new Rihanna album. Ooh, yeah. She, it is reportedly a full dance hall album. It's not like a pop album with like a song like Work or Ooh, something okay. here or there. Like she started dabbling more. So this one's full dance hall apparently. And she's recorded like 500 songs for it. Wow. And now she's in the midst of like whittling down what's actually going to make awesome. the album. And I'm like, just release all of them. Just put them all <laughs> 500 out. Songs, 500 <laughs> Rihanna songs. What is she working on with um, Childish Gambino? I haven't heard about that. Okay. So recently, I think they were posting photos together. And the theory that I saw floating around is that they're recording a music video together. Oh, cool. Maybe he's featured on her. Single. That would be really cool. That would make in- sense. Instead of another song with Drake. <laughs> I, the reason I think it's that is because, oh, poor Drake. Uh, the reason I think it's probably a music video is in the caption, it didn't say Donald Glover, it said Childish Gambino. So mm. I'm like, okay, so he's in like musician mode with mm-hmm. her. Perfect. Um, so yeah, probably that. Uh, yeah, guys. Anything else I'm missing? Um. Oh, oh, did I tell you I'm watching Slasher? <gasps> Do you like it? Okay, so here's the thing. I like, it's bad, but I like it. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so for those who don't know, season one and season two of Slasher are on Netflix. Heavy, heavy trigger warning. Oh, it's violent. It is violent. For, and, te- for TV? And it's... trigger warning for like sexual assault stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the fact that that was on TV, I'm like, that's wild. Yeah. Um, what parts about it do you think are bad? Okay. So none of the actors are good okay they're like okay yeah the exceptions i can think of in season one are the blonde friend okay i think she's legitimately a good actress and uh maybe the the older mark the older bald guy Mm, i think he might have like theater training he seems a little better yeah have you gotten to season two yet i'm on season two i think i'm on episode like three okay who that lead actress she no bueno no 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 (laughs) no i don't know i have a theory and i haven't looked it up yet that she's a uk actress i don't think she has an american english accent Ah, okay occasionally it slips and i'm like the hell was that well it is a canadian show that's where it's shot oh okay so maybe that's a canadian accent um because the first yeah the first season was in collaboration between whatever Canadian studio and the American channel Chiller that no longer exists, mm. which is why Netflix picked up the second season. And I now see. it's a quote unquote Netflix original. I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What does original mean to you, Netflix? <laughs> but it means we bought it. It means it's ours. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> original. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. But it is the perfect show to watch when 
I get home late at night mm-hmm. and I like smoke some pot and I'm in bed and it's dark. I'll like watch some of that. See, as as much as I love horror movies, I cannot watch them when I'm high. Really? Because I am just like, <laughs> what's happening? It makes it less real for me. Although having said that, a couple times watching season one slasher i had to look away because mm-hmm. it like they like linger on the violent yeah. scenes yeah but season two too with the um the snowman in like the first or second episode uh I think the first episode wait the snowman oh oh the uh the executioner no, no the the like we someone dies and then pretty i don't want to ruin it for everyone but they're uh body parts are then like strewn about the snowman did you miss that part i got to that that was the first or second episode of season two yeah there's no snow there hmm? yeah no no no. season two it's when her family gets murdered in the house that's season one no season one is the snow no that's season two did i go you watch them backwards yeah oh okay backwards well no that makes me feel better because then the show is getting better season one i definitely think it's better the season one is the one with the the killer in the house i disagree (laughs) i think you disagree i think the cabin season's better oh no no you think that that's better yeah okay well at least so far i mean full disclosure i'm only like three episodes into season one okay um Apparently, I thought I was on season two. So Netflix has them in reverse order. Uh, oh, they. I think that's how they usually list them, yeah. Okay, if you look I just at, went in order. Like, I went to the series and I hit play. So when it started, so I was like, must this have started is season the new one. season. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, you're watching them backwards. It also doesn't matter because each season is its own, oh, yeah. like, little universe. It's an anthology Although series. some of the cast members are in both seasons, yeah. which is cool. Which is, I feel like was inspired uh, by American Horror Story. Oh! <gasps> Which is another thing I'm very excited about. I am so excited about American Horror Story. Wait, is the actor who plays Robin the the gay realtor guy? Is he actually gay or is he a straight actor playing gay? I don't know. Because that, if it's a straight actor playing gay, is an offensive <laughs> <laughs> performance. Because he plays Robin as being like very like fae mm. um, and can't be. And it's like, if this is a gay actor playing a gay dude this way, I'm okay with it. But... I got the impression that maybe that's not the case. The actor playing Robin? Yeah. Let's in see. season two, one. 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 Yeah. I'm so confused. Guys, I wish you could see inside my little muddled brain right now. Christopher Jacket. Christopher Jacket. He's a cutie pie. Mm-hmm. He's very, very cute. Um, do, 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 do. Let's see. Wikipedia. What do you say? Wikipedia. Tell me who is gay, who's straight, who's bisexual. Usually, I mean, I'll just look for see if he's married or not. Yeah. Or if he's been seen dating. Dating, anyone. yeah. Uh, it doesn't say. It just Ooh, says actor. He's a mystery. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and then he went to this school in uh, Toronto. Wow. All right. Well, the mystery continues. Yeah, I guess so. Guys, it's that time of the episode. Let's all hold hands and cry. Me. Here is your bad news. All right, we got to talk about Trump revoking the security clearance for former CIA director John Brennan. Um, And also, everybody is talking about that story, but also the fact that he has nine more critics in his sight, including, including... Ivanka? uh, (laughs) Oh, imagine. No, uh, Susan Rice. Uh, A black woman, surprise, surprise. But... The reason, obviously, Trump has targeted John Brennan, Susan Rice, these are all very vocal critics of his administration. But I love the reasoning that was given for why they revoked John Brennan's security clearance. They cited what the president called his, quote-unquote, erratic conduct and behavior. You mean just criticize? Well, also, er, when I say erratic conduct and behavior, who do we all think of? Trump. Trump. The, the man baby screaming on Twitter, threatening to nuke Iran. <laughs> you are the one who has erratic con- conduct and behavior, and you should lose your security clearance. Uh, can you, I just imagine him walking around to people in meetings who, like, 
I, I wouldn't say that he's even that sophisticated, but like putting a glass down, not on a coaster and be like security clearance. Taken. <laughs> done. 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 Yeah. Uh, this was the, f- uh, the full statement. Um, in the statement, it alleged that Brennan quote unquote, has recently leveraged his status as a former high-ranking official with access to highly sensitive information to make a series of unfounded and outrageous allegations, wild outbursts on the internet and television about this administration. Okay, Charles, when I say wild outbursts on the internet and television, who do you think of? Uh, Definitely this former CIA guy that I barely ever heard of before. John Brennan. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably the the president who screams in caps locks on uh, Twitter. Probably at someone who is dictating those. Yeah, uh, when he called Omarosa a dog, you know? Which wasn't veiled for another word at all. No, not at all. And, you know, definitely hasn't had patterns of hatred for women and people of color. I'm trying to decide whether or not I want to re- re- uh, buy her book. Um, I know that she's oh, a Omarosa? Yeah. I, I mean, she is a villain. Yes. But if she can do any damage to this administration, I'm like, I'll take it. <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> I mean, if he's if he's former CIA, should he have clearance anyway? Yeah. I mean, they, okay. they can keep their clearance, especially if they're doing... Uh, like consulting with the administration oh, okay. or, right. or like helping out or stuff like that. Um, yeah. So I'm also now just imagining like whoever brings him his classified information, pissing him off one day and being like, you, you're not allowed to bring me this anymore. And then being like, well, you're not, you're not going to get it. Then you're taking away your own <laughs> clearance. I mean, like what's so transparent about all of this is just like how petty it is. You know, it's just something that they could take away from him. So they did. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'll link to this full LA Times article about it at our Lipson page. And uh, yeah, so Con or uh, Susan Rice, um, her name has also been included on the list. And this, of course, comes on the heels of having called Amorosa a dog. And, you know, generally not having a great relationship with the black community. Um, So White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who, like, was smirking while she read the names. uh, She she cracked a tiny little smile. uh, This is from Huffington Post. Who appears to crack a smile as (gasps) she read the list of names after some journalists in the briefing room began laughing. Um... Can I tell you, last night I uh, YouTubed, I wanted to see uh, her interview on The View for some reason. I'm not sure why, um, but I looked it up and she... This is Sarah Huckabee Sanders? Yeah, they, okay. they open up the segment with her like smiling and laughing and I was like... <gasps> <laughs> she can smile and laugh? She's a happy person. And until that point, I'd never seen her smile. She has a lovely smile. Yeah, um, yeah. But I was just surprised <laughs> that I'd never seen her teeth before. I mean... She's a collaborator, so all of the feelings that go along with that. But having said that, has the worst job in the world. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine trying to, like, explain what the Trump administration is doing? Following, oh, my, Penny, how do you feel about it? Oh, okay. Oh. Wow. What if she, what if Penny's, like, aggressively pro-Sarah Huckabee Sanders? And she's like, are you talking shit about my girl right now? I love her. Are you talking shit about her? She is a hard-working woman. Keep her name out of your mouth. She's doing the best she can. <laughs> so what we forget, because there's a new scandal every fucking day with this administration, is Helsinki just happened. Like, Trump just got up in front of the world and was like, I trust Vladimir Putin more than my intelligence community. <sighs> so that just happened. Then he <laughs> he strips the security clearance of John Brennan and uh, Susan Rice and like every day, it's a new insane moment at the White House press conferences where like they're explaining this to the journalists and the journalists are just kind of like, the fuck? <laughs> uh, so the other people on the list include James Clapper, James Comey, Michael Hayden, Sally Yates, Susan Rice, Andrew McCabe, uh, Peter uh, Strazik, uh, sh- uh, Stroke? Stroke? Lisa Page, and Bruce Orr. 
James Comey, not a huge surprise. No, not at all. <laughs> to see his name. Um, wait, did they did they take away Kushner's uh, security clearance? Yeah, uh, I think he did. He lose his security clearance. I think he lost like one level of it. Uh, I pushed him down a little security. bit. Security. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't. Tr- wasn't it someone else who like joined the administration and was like you? You don't get to know anything. Oh no, they restored it. Oh, he lost okay. it and then they restored it. Oh boo! I don't understand how he got it back, but begging, crying. <laughs> there was a lot of crying. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, also in bad news, Jack Dorsey, the head of Twitter, announced the. Did you hear about this fucking no. dumb idea? Okay, so Twitter has been criticized for so many reasons. You know, like rampant. Um, white supremacy mm-hmm. um you know a lot of white supremacists nazis use twitter a lot of like violent misogynists threatening women doxing them stuff like that and twitter has always been really slow to respond to criticism and come up with a new sort of uh safeguard against these these types of abuses they have been very slow to suspend accounts even like accounts of like richard spencer who's a nazi mm-hmm. Um, so they're trying to figure out ways to deal with the criticism that, and of all the criticisms leveled at Twitter, I don't think this is one of the biggest ones, but whatever, that users sort of fall into an echo chamber. So like it, I am a very left wing person, so I follow other left wing pundits and, and, you know, people like that. Right. So that I'm receiving sort of the same kind of information because obviously I don't follow people from like Fox News or Breitbart or anything mm-hmm. like that because uh, they're a bunch of liars and I don't <laughs> yeah. follow them. And if anything, the people that I follow will either quote tweet them or something. Exactly. And I'm going to find out. Yeah. Garbage it is anyway. So Twitter comes up with this dumb fucking idea where they're like, we'll promote alternative viewpoints, quote unquote, in Twitter's timeline. Uh, as well as they're developing a bot labeling system because that's another criticism that there are a lot of like fake accounts mm-hmm. on Twitter that are bots. You've probably heard it in in terms of Russian bots. Mm-hmm. The Russians used a lot of bots to retweet and promote political information that they thought would you know deepen divides between Americans. So is that not the dumbest thing you've heard if they start to promote alternative viewpoints in my twitter timeline yeah i'm gonna be blocking a lot of people a lot of them, yeah i block a lot of <laughs> it's weird i block a lot of like fast food companies <laughs> because i don't want to <laughs> see their fucking bullshit on my timeline but um i also they, they've done this before where they're like oh from like soon you'll see like really popular tweets from people you don't follow no thank you Right. Or right. Um, like if I wanted to follow them, I would follow them. Yeah. Or when they were going to start putting more popular tweets at the top and not putting stuff in chronological order. They s- they still do that. You can opt in for that. Yeah. I turn that off. I opt- no, thank you. I opted in for it and I like it just because it, it tends to show me tweets that I would want to see. Okay. Because they've been retweeted a lot. But there's also this idea that they would... Um, surround tweets containing disinformation with factual context so basically Mm. like trying to fact check like i get what they're trying to do and just ban the nazis (laughs) ban the nazis start with banning the nazis uh they've also started to like ban journalists and stuff it's gotten really really messy um katie healy wersberg was like in twitter jail for a week she tweeted uh that she wanted to kick uh turf's butts and they suspended her for like a few days. Really? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. I know a couple of my friends have gotten um, either like their tweet deleted or their account suspended briefly yeah. as gay men who say the word faggot or fag. Sure. And yeah. they're just like, uh, I'm allowed say to say that. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple of things like that. But that's 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 just one, probably people trolling them and reporting them. Sure, but it also gets into how complicated <coughs> this stuff is. Like, as, as fun as it is to shit on Twitter because they've been terrible every step of the way with addressing the numerous problems on their uh, platform, mm-hmm. there isn't an easy answer. You know, like, how, how do we crack down on fake news? 
they've they've started like spitballing ideas where it's like maybe we fact check these tweets and like everyone responds very negatively in general because people hate change. Mm -hmm. But I don't think there's like one cookie cutter way to address all of the problems on Twitter. Definitely like the stuff they can do. Ban Nazis, you knobs. <laughs> Remember like, when they were just going around and like unverifying some people and be like, hmm, yeah. there, everyone's happy now. No, you don't get the blue check mark, so who feels bad about being a Nazi now? Yeah. Still not you? No? No, you're oh. still a Nazi? Weird. We, but we took away your blue check mark. Don't you feel bad? <sighs> no, because yeah. I still get to spread my hate. And I still, you didn't take any followers away. <laughs> right. If anything, then they sort of, you know, fundraise on I'm being silenced by Twitter. That's what Alex Jones is doing right mm. now. Like this is a this is an assault on the First Amendment, which first of all, no, it's not. <laughs> you don't understand the First Amendment, but like in a way, it actually ends up benefiting them because then they get to play martyr. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I'm not saying therefore Twitter shouldn't suspend them. Twitter absolutely should have suspended Alex Jones. That's just something that we have to accept as like a natural byproduct of them doing that. The right, no one plays victim bigger than the right. Yeah. They always accuse the left of doing it. Holy shit. They do it so much more than we do. Literally everything is like, uh, they're burning me at the cross, you know? I am Jesus. <laughs> right. uh, so, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's one way to crack down on fake news on Facebook, on Twitter. Certainly, like, getting rid of the bots and stuff like that. But in terms of, like, the echo chamber and what news people want to consume conservatives are always going to go to conservative outlets. Mm. Liberals are always going to go to liberal outlets. And I truly don't know how you overcome the balkanization of media. Yeah. And I also don't like if you have, I guess someone at Twitter fact checking stuff that the media is putting like, out. Who is that person? Yeah. Like how are they going to their political agenda? Things? Exactly. Like if, if humans have input at any stage, there will be bias. Mm -hmm. There's just no way to get around that. Yeah. You know, uh, even if it's just like uh, pro Twitter bias, you know, like <laughs> news articles about Twitter. Yeah. Um, how will they, you know, edit those? So there's no easy answer. But in terms of like getting over the echo chamber, I just like we're never going to go back to a time where there was like a Walter Cronkite <laughs> that everybody watched and everyone was like, this is the news, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, even back then there were conspiracy theorists, but they were a much smaller group than they are right now. I just don't know. I don't think this is going to help us return to objectivity. No, probably definitely. If, not. if anything, it'll just make Twitter unusable, and people will stop using it. Although mm -hmm. I don't know, we're all so fucking addicted to that website. <laughs> By the way, if you're listening to this and you're like, "I don't have a Twitter account," I don't understand any of this. Good on you. Don't get one. Yeah. <laughs> It's fucking addictive. We're all miserable and we're all addicted to it. Yep. Have you ever, did, um, when they've done their bot purge, have you ever lost like a significant amount of people? I lost a couple thousand, I think. Oh, wow. I, um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't remember losing any well, looking at my number because it like goes up and down every few days. Um, <clears throat> but I plugged my, my screen name into some website that could tell you the percentage of your followers that were fake. And I had like 1%. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Cool. That's because I have like 1,200 followers. Right. Well, that's the thing. I have like 35,000 or something like that. Brag. Brag, 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 brag. But I, like, I truly did not notice I lost anybody until I saw conservatives losing their minds about it. Oh. And I was like, oh, I wonder if I did. Oh, yeah, I did. I guess I lost a couple thousand. But I truly didn't give a shit. Yeah. I was just like, good. I don't have bots following me now. Yeah. That's preferable. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> but they were like, all my followers are gone. Yeah. I mean, they some were people. all fake. Some people. And like, listen, they probably bought those followers. Mm. But some people lost like half their followers. Mm. And that that's huge, you know. I've always wondered that. I've seen some accounts um, go from like a couple thousand to like 18,000 overnight. And I was like, did you spend some money? They spent some money. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Guys, it's that time of the episode. Let's all jump up and down. Here is your good news. Woo -woo. Good news. Good news. So there's this new poll that just came out from Gallup that, uh, and Gallup has been measuring 
over the past decade, Democrats' feelings about concepts like socialism and capitalism and charting how those attitudes have changed over the years. So in this latest Gallup poll, they found that Democrats feel more positively about socialism than capitalism. What? What? Um, so interestingly, the attitudes really started to change uh, towards socialism among Democrats uh, in 2010. Uh, and actually the findings this year in 2018 are pretty similar to 2010. 57% have a positive view of socialism. Um, but the major change has been how they feel about capitalism. Mm -hmm. That has changed significantly. Um, Democrats' uh, positive feelings about capitalism dropped to 47% this year, uh, which is lower than in any of the three previous measures. Republicans obviously remain much more positive about capitalism than about socialism, with little sustained change in their views of either since 2010. Well, well, it's, I don't think, because it's such a global thing now, I don't think that we're ever going to fully get rid of capitalism, mm -hmm. but I think that we could use socialism to give it a big overhaul. Sure. I mean, a, a strongly rate regulated capitalism would obviously be preferable to what we have right now, which is capitalism gone wild. Yeah. No, very few regulations, crushing the working class, um, poisoning the environment, all of that stuff. Well, it's so interesting. Like if you if you look back in like when the middle class was formed in early America, and like like our grandparents' generation, yeah, like in like right after World War II, and you see like the CEOs and the heads of these big companies, it's all performative, but they're like quote unquote giving back to the community, sure, yeah, by building all of these like a daycare or a playground or something like but that. But I mean, even more than that, because uh, I feel like rich people still do that. Like the Cokes do that. They always slap their names on the side of like, they'll build a music hall and then they're like, this is the David Coke music hall. <laughs> oh, no yeah. one's going to go there. So, I mean, we have a lot of them in New York City. But <laughs> Yeah, Lincoln Center. That's a Coke thing? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, they got money, son. Uh, ooh, ooh, how did I forget this? Is it too late to do a recommendation? No, go for it. It's, so, your, sh it's your show. <laughs> who am I talking to right now? So I started listening to this podcast called, this just reminded me because we were talking about the Cokes, Behind the Bastards. <laughs> and they profile like bad people in history. So they did a two-part special on the Cokes and it's <laughs> fucking fascinating. Like, for example, did you know there are four Koch brothers? No. Okay, did you know one of them's gay and that he got cast out of the family? No. <laughs> Charles is like, tell me more. Does he still have money? <laughs> <laughs> he does. But, like, they had this really dramatic meeting with the brothers, and the, basically Charles Koch, like, threatened to blackmail the gay Koch brother and was like, we're going to expose all of your secrets if you don't, like, sign over your trust fund, basically, to us. And then eventually the other Charles brother, who's not David or Charles, sided with the gay brother and was like, I'm really sorry we did that to you. And now those two Koch brothers have nothing to do with the like bad Koch brothers. Wow. Ooh, it's like good versus evil. Well, yeah. less evil versus more evil. Probably. <laughs> probably. probably. I won't say good. Let's be real. So that's my very late recommendation, guys. Um, it's, it's a very interesting show. But why the fuck was I talking about the Koch brothers? Um, oh, oh, yeah. But so... You know, those sort of like vanity projects aside, the thing that CEOs did because they were forced to do this, not out of the kindness of their hearts, back in our like grandparents' day, was pay a living wage. Yeah. So like you could have one parent who had a full-time job supporting his wife and three kids and he owned his own home. Yeah. And then like people want to criticize women for having to join the workforce or wanting to. Uh, and then... Wondering why the other parent had to, because you didn't want to pay anyone. Huh? Are we okay? Yeah, I just like am wondering what Penny's plan is right now. <laughs> she just jumped up on the printer and she's looking at me like, "Well, now what are we doing?" And I'm like, "Bitch, I didn't tell you to jump up on the printer. I don't know." It's like I'm going to get on the lamp and knock it over, right, and, and never down. mind. I'm leaving. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, like 
whenever you know pundits are like, why aren't this this younger generation? Why aren't they uh, supportive of capitalism? It's like I don't know because they saw their parents lose their jobs and their homes, and they can't find a job now. And if they can find a job, it's an unpaid internship, and no one has a savings account, and everyone's buried in student debt, and mm -hmm. everybody knows they're going to live in debt the rest of their lives. Maybe that's why they're not super psyched about capitalism. I don't know. Uh, sounds like a bad idea. It's a bad idea, it, and like it the worked fact out for some people, and now let's move on. Yeah, <laughs> and and always though, it's framed as millennials being like selfish, where it's like, why are they? buying avocado toast and not buying houses and it's like is this a fucking serious question because avocado toast is doesn't cost as much as a house have you seen how expensive houses are houses now houses are like a million avocado toasts <laughs> even with those fucking ugly mcmansion bullshits <laughs> like yeah. if you, i saw an ugly house and it's still like more than ha almost a million dollars it's, it's almost a million dollars. it's so much avocado toast <laughs> so what if can that be our currency when we switch over to socialism just avocado toast yeah I'm down. Listen, yeah. It's 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 a real thing and there's an expiration date on it because it goes bad. So you have to <laughs> use it as quickly as possible. Exactly. So also in good news, Democrats are nominating an unprecedented number of women to run for Congress. So far across the 41 states that have held their primaries, 41% of all Democratic Party nominees and 48% of all non-incumbent nominees are women a level that simply obliterates all previous records. Ooh. And uh, there's a handy little chart here at Vox where, I mean, 2018, it's just in a league of its own, as you can see. <gasps> like the movie. Yeah, except it's not all female baseball teams. <laughs> well, it's, but it is yeah. ladies, ladies oriented. Yeah. No one's at war. No one's at war. Well, no, we are at war. We are nope, at war. Nope, nope. We're always at war now. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know where I was calling that. That's why we were wearing the hoop skirt, remember? <laughs> <laughs> Did you forget why you were wearing the hoop skirt? Honestly, yes. It's just it's it's comfortable. It's like it, well ventilated. Yeah, it's not comfortable, but it is cool under here. <laughs> it does flip up a lot when you sit. Yeah, um, I've been meaning to bring that up to you. And sit in this thing. <laughs> you kind of have to sit like daintily with like your legs folded to the side, just on the floor. Any girl, not in a chair. Any girl who's in like a period like production in uh high school where they made us wear those hoop skirts mm -hmm. it is truly an art form not to flash everyone <laughs> when you sit you have to sit very carefully or that thing will just spring up yeah it's a bad time for everybody or a good time whatever i don't know <laughs> so yeah this is obviously good news um of course just a a a woman being a woman doesn't inherently mean she's a good candidate or a progressive candidate. True. However, any way we can like dehomogenize the Congress, I think, is uh, a win. I also believe. Uh, I mean, you may be talking about it in a second. Last night or the day before, um, I don't remember what state it is, but um, a trans woman won the primary for the Democrats. Yes. They were running against up. a teenager, but it's still a win. Yeah, let me see. But I'm not sure if their policies are anything. Uh, Christine Hallquist. Yeah. Yeah. Vermont. She, yep. Yeah, she won uh, the Vermont governor's primary. Woo! Yeah. I don't know your policies, but I hope you're a good person. Wait, she was running against a teenager. That's what I heard. Okay. Because I was at Kristen Will's last night, and I think Will told me. Okay. The good news. Yeah. Um, so uh, Ms. Hallquest was not the only transgender candidate on the ballot in the country in recent days. In Hawaii on Saturday, Kim Coco Iwamoto, a lawyer, lost her bid to be the Democrats' nominee for lieutenant governor. That's a good name. And more transgender candidates will be on the ballot soon, including Alexandra Chandler, a former naval intelligence analyst, who is running in Massachusetts' third district. Um, Chandler is trying to differentiate herself in a crowded congressional primary in early September by emphasizing both her national security, bona fides, and the historic nature of her candidacy. I don't know about running on national security, but... <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, very cool. I was just seeing if there was any mention of... Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With 96% of precincts reporting by late Tuesday night, Ms. Hallquist had easily been a Democratic field of other little-known candidates, including Ethan 
uh, Sonborn, a 14-year-old who garnered 8% of the vote. I wonder what his platforms were. I always think of... Pizza Park- at lunch. Parks and Rec. <laughs> oh, um... Ben. Be- yeah, Ben's character running for mayor. <laughs> uh, As a child. And then the whole town hating him for the rest of his life. What did he come up with? Like I don't remember what he, how oh he ruined God. the town. Hold on. Ben, <laughs> Parks and Rec. I have to look it up. Um, God, I missed that show. It's so good. I started watching Amy Poehler and uh, Nick Offerman's new show with Chris. Oh, and I have to watch that. And it's really, it's cute. Yeah, that's all I want it to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yes, yes, yes. All right. So his <laughs> signature failure was spearheading the development of a winter sports complex called Ice Town, which bankrupted the town, leading to the newspaper headline, Ice Town Costs Ice Clown His Town Crown. <laughs> <laughs> Then Ben attended Carlton College, where he was the host and DJ for a swing music college radio show called Zoot Suit Wyatt, a reference to the swing song Zoot Suit Riot. After becoming an accountant, he and Chris Traeger assumed the nicknames Butch County City and the Sundance Kid, with the names referencing the outlaws Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, as well as being accounting puns. <laughs> I like wow. all of that except the accounting puns. Uh, I hate puns in general, but when Ben Wyatt makes puns, it's okay. <laughs> he gets a pass. Yeah. Uh, wow. I miss that show so much. Yeah. Do you remember when Donna and Aziz, I roll sigh, uh, have their episode together where it's like treat yourself? Yes. And then they find out what, Iconic. Buy, what Ben's treat himself is, is buying the Batman suit. Yes. <laughs> also, that would be mine. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is, it, like, is it weird that even on that show, before everything came to light, I never really liked Aziz Ansari? I mean, because he's not... Okay. I can dish about this now because I don't think anybody likes Aziz anymore, but I know people who like worked on that show. Mm-hmm. And weirdly, Aziz is from UCB, but he was always more on like the stand-up side mm-hmm. of UCB, not the improv side. Of all the people on that show, Aziz was the worst at improvising. Yeah, I mean, that's Who was right. the best? Chris Pratt with no improv training. Wait, he was better than Amy? Everybody agreed he was the best. Uh-huh. He improvised one of the best lines on the show, which is, oh, hold on, I have to find it. Uh, oh, no, it's the computer one, right? Yes. Yeah. Where he's like, you have... I typed your symptoms into the search bar, and it says uh, connection something something. You have, uh, like, connection not available right now, or uh, something like that. Like, he improvises this line, and the writers were so pissed. Yes. They were like, he just improvised a perfect joke. Uh, he, um, I mean, Chris Pratt... It's kind of turning into like a weird church Republican, dad. Yeah. yeah. But um, back when he was on that show, oh, it's in the bloopers. It didn't make the show, but the um, there's a, it's a little slut shamey, but the joke about Kim Kardashian that he made right. was yeah. at the time I was just like, how the, where did that come from? That uh, yeah. Was, he's just really the whole good. whole cast burst out laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Or um, there was another one that I really, oh, uh, in the first season there's Amy answers the door and he's supposed to be naked, but he's clearly wearing like briefs that uh-huh. are flesh colored and then for one take he just like took them off and was really <laughs> naked so her reaction in the final cut is legit she, <laughs> again it's like questionable and then questionable. he he amy thought it was funny okay which is fine okay. but he got a note from nbc being like never do that again Yeah, you cannot do that you cannot show anyone your penis please legally you. you cannot <laughs> do that yeah um but, very funny yeah uh good some good moments and now he's turning into yeah so in terms of our Chris rankings, because we've got Chris Pratt, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, and Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. I, in my mind, the number one Chris is Chris Evans. Okay. Followed by Chris Pine. Okay. Followed by Chris Hemsworth. Okay. With Chris Pratt coming in last. Okay. Are we talking about just purely based on it's what we're, who we're attracted to? It's, oh, whole it's package. Okay. attractiveness, but also acting prowess and also political wokeness. Okay, if we're adding those three things together, yeah. um, Chris Evans is definitely first. Yeah. If we are talking about who I'm purely attracted to, Chris Helmsworth is at the top. Sure, sure, um, sure. I, the only reason Chris Pine inches him out is I actually don't find Chris Pine to be attractive at all. But, okay. But um, I think he's... A very good actor, and um, he just like stays in his fucking lane. Okay, you know, mm-hmm. like you don't really see his name a lot. That's, yeah, I really considering like how famous he is yeah. and how many big blockbusters he's Huge been in. Huge movies. He's like just kind of quiet and chilling. Yeah, 
But honestly, Pine and Hemsworth are neck and neck. Well, the, I feel like Chris, um, Chris Evans, maybe a little bit by proxy, is like help. Like, I don't think that he was ever really conservative, but is helping Chris Hemsworth because they work together so often. Like be a little bit more. I think it's a combination of conscious. him and Mark Ruffalo. Oh yeah, because yeah, yeah. those the three of them are really good friends. And like I've noticed, if like Mark Ruffalo posts about some political cause, it's like closely followed by Evans and Hemsworth mm-hmm. also posting. Mm-hmm. So I think like Mark Ruffalo is a little bit of a politics daddy to them. Okay, um, that seems fair. Yeah, if I had to guess, mm. he's a good, good, good banner. Yeah, he's a good egg. It's my summary. He's a good egg. Oh, we were supposed to watch Infinity War today. <laughs> we were. I know we're going to have to reschedule. Uh-huh, today yeah. got crazy. Uh, yeah. Especially, it's also like three hours. So like <laughs> blocking out three hours during the day, I'm like, I'll probably have to watch it when I get back from the wedding. Guys, Kevin and Hillary are getting married this weekend. I just, this is a rare look on your calendar. Isn't Holy it insane? Fuck. My calendar's bananas. So... Yeah, maybe next week. Sure. Over at my Patreon, I put up a poll for you guys about what content you wanted to see more of at my Patreon. And one of the things people want the most are bonus episodes where we kind of like go in depth on shows and we can like talk about spoilers, shows and movies and not have to worry about spoiling it for people, stuff like that. So Charles and I at some point are going to uh, watch Infinity War because we also realized we don't remember the movie. I just remember like like bigger parts of it, but I don't remember all the smaller like yes. choices. I want to also like making. take notes yeah. while I'm watching it. So we'll figure that out when I get back. Um, also, guys, go vote in the poll. Leading right now is you want more writing from me, which is very exciting because mm-hmm. I need to be writing more. <laughs> I haven't been doing it lately. I've been so busy. Charles is looking at my calendar. He sees why I can't write. It's insane. It's insane. And I also, (laughs) guys, I just got on another sketch team and I'm like, wow. (laughs) Like my, I told my indie team and they like weren't even happy for me. They were just like, bitch, what? Like, how? I just like that I, of what I see here, I just see uh, next Friday couch, question mark. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Is my couch going to be delivered? Stay tuned. (laughs) Guys, I had to cancel my Ikea order and, uh, Oh, they let you cancel it? Yeah, but I'm not going to get refunded for like two to three weeks. If that, like, who knows, right? (sighs) So I (sighs) ordered a couch from Wayfair instead, and that should be here the 24th. My bed and my bookshelf are supposed to show up today. I am already accepted the fact that it's not, but I'm waiting for them to email me. Did they give you a tracking And be number? like, sorry. Uh, I don't think so. Uh-oh. I don't know. I'll yell at them on the internet later. I mentioned this before, but Ikea just tweeted out like a general apology to New Jersey and New York. If you ever have to apologize to entire states, mm-hmm. you fucked up. But they're just like, sorry, guys, we don't know where your orders are. Oh, well. Oops. And then the delivery service they used was like, yeah, Ikea really fucked up and we don't know where your orders are either. So I was like on the phone with customer service and I was like, can you tell me when I will have a couch? Will it be like a month, two months? Mm-hmm two months and they were like no we have no idea and i was just like all right i'd like to cancel my work you guys i can't wait a See, month or two months I, I mean i'm sure it's a lot more complicated than that but i why can't ikea just tell the delivery service hey come get a different one we don't know where that one is come get this one take it please take it to them I, yeah i and now they have such a backlog that they're gonna have to play catch up for so long i feel like eventually there's gonna be a vox breakdown for like what happened because <laughs> i have no idea what's going on mm-hmm. But guys, please follow Charles on Twitter at Charles Rockhill. Please follow Harley on all of her social media. Harley Rockhill. Harley Rockhill. I tagged her in a story the other day. Did you see that one? No. Okay. Um, I think it's on my phone. I'll show it to you. I saw Chloe's the other night. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, oh, yeah, guys. uh, Chloe and Rachel and my whole indie team are in L.A. for a week. So if they're not on the show for a while, that's why. Nothing terrible's happened. Uh, and please go to lighttreason.news. Smash that donate button to keep us going, guys. Smash it. Thank you so much for listening. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. <laughs> <laughs>